So welcome back to The Expert Edge. And I've got a question for you. Have you been wanting to run webinars or learn how to speak on stages, but you've been maybe putting it off? Or maybe you've ran a webinar or done some speaking in the past, but you just didn't get the sales or the results that you're looking for. See, this is what I've noticed from coaching thousands of coaches and speakers and, and trainers in the world is that most people are really good at what they do. Like your course, your content, your methodologies, like they're already good enough. The issue is most people don't know how to communicate the value of what they do to their audience. For me, learning how to master the art of build a, building a high converting presentation and using it to sell on virtual and live stages has made the biggest difference in growing my business. And I want to help you to do the same. Now, I know for me, I went from occasionally selling a course here or there or selling coaching packages to being completely booked out to running presentations where I would make 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000, hundreds of thousands of dollars in an hour. If that's something you want to do in selling your coaching, your courses, your content, I would love to show you how to do this. Now, this is the thing is that this is going to be very different to maybe other stuff you've seen in the past because what I'm going to take you through is proven. This is stuff that I've been working on for years. In fact, it's the reason why people like Amy Porterfield, uh, Jenna Kutcher, uh, Kerry Green, Anthony O'Neill, Julie Solomon, and thousands of other coaches just like you come to me to learn this stuff. So I'm going to be running a training series called Selling from Virtual and Live Stages. Now, Training number one is going to be live and it starts January 29th. So whatever date you're listening this to this, I would go and register. It's a free training series and I'm going to be taking you through the step-by-step -step process to becoming confident to sell your stuff from stage without coming off pushy and salesy and sleazy. It's a reason why those big influencers come to me because they don't want to be pushy and salesy, right? Just like you. They want, to be, they want to feel congruent. They want to feel authentic in what they do. So I would recommend you to go and register now. I know you're listening to the podcast, but even as you're listening right now, go on your phone, go and register. You, the link is in the show notes, or you can go to colinboyd.co, that's C-O-L-I-N-B-O-Y-D.co forward slash stages. And I'm going to teach you how to build a high converting presentation so that you can sell on virtual and live stages. It's going to get you clients. It's going to get you cash. It's going to move your business forward. Now, you also are a podcast listener. And so most of you would have listened to an episode or, or two of my podcast. And if you already resonate with me, with my content, and you know you're serious about really diving deep into this, I will let you know as a podcast listener, there are two streams to this training series. The first stream is free and you get all the content in the free series, right? I just want you to understand, you get all the content in the free training series. But I'm also wanting to run a VIP experience. And this is for people who already know, you know, they're pretty serious about wanting to learn this skill and master it. And they would like me to answer some of their questions and and work in a smaller group. And we're going to be doing some deeper 
coaching experiences and activities as a part of the VIP experience. So you can register for free. Once you've registered, there'll be a chance to join the VIP experience. That is a limited group, right? So as soon as that sells out, there's no more tickets left. Like I said, it's gonna be a small group. It's only, so the VIP, just so you know, is $97, right? So the free is free, right? It's zero. Um, the VIP is $97. Uh, I just want you to know that I charge $5,000 an hour to do coaching. You're gonna get access to me with the VIP and you also get access to some other courses that we have. You get access to um, some extra templates. You get access to coaching with me, a whole bunch of things as part of the VIP. Like I wanted it to be an absolute no brainer, right? As part of the VIP. So whichever you choose, whether you do the free or the VIP, you're gonna love it. Like it's gonna be amazing. But I just know that if you already know you wanna go deeper with me, you wanna learn and you wanna kind of dip your toe in the water, do the VIP, I'd recommend you to do it. And it, there's a money back guarantee. If you attend and you're like, this wasn't worth 97 bucks, we'll, we'll refund you the money. Like, There's like no risk at all, right? And so come and register, colinboy.co forward slash stages. And uh, I'm looking forward to helping you to build a high converting presentation so that you can sell your coaching, your courses, so you can build the life you wanna live. I've been teaching this content for about six years now, and I just love it. I love changing people's lives, and that's my goal. Now, onto the topic of today's podcast. We're gonna be talking about overcoming the fear of public speaking so that you can grow your business and grow your brand. So let's get into three strategies to overcome the fear of public speaking. And as you're listening, go and register for the training series. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's talk about the fear of public speaking and really how to overcome that. Because a lot of you might be listening to this podcast. Maybe you've seen some of my webinars or presentations before, and you would look at me and think, oh, Colin must have always been confident at speaking and communicating. But I tell you the truth, it is far from that. I remember for me growing up, speaking in public was like the greatest fear that I had. You know, I, there's that old adage of, you know, people fear public speaking more than they fear death. Uh, but that's kind of how it felt, right? And there's actually a whole lot of neuroscience around that, why we fear that, which we can probably get into today. Um, but I remember for me growing up, viscerally having a reaction to the idea of public speaking, whether it was in college and being asked to do a presentation like for, you know, like a commerce subject. I studied commerce at college, uh, you know, like microeconomics or whatever it is. Colin, you've got to do a three-minute speech or in school, you know, doing a small presentation. I remember for me speaking at a youth group on a Friday night one time, uh, I had to do like the announcements and it was like a youth group that I was attending. They asked me to do like to share a few ideas and then to do the announcements. And I was standing up there physically shaking so much that 
I had the microphone in my right hand. I had to physically grab the microphone from with my other hand. So, so think about it. It's almost like I'm fighting the microphone because my body, my hands are shaking that much. I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that. And then because my hands were struggling to shake because I was like holding onto it like more, you know, more and more, like more intensely, my legs started to shake. <laughs> so then I've got my knee shaking, my hands shaking, like everything's going out of control. Well, it feels like everything's going out of control. And I remember stepping off that small stage, sitting down next to one of my good friends. His name was Mike, Mike, uh, Mike <laughs> Miko, Miko, Miko. Uh, I was going to say Michael, but I never called him Michael. Uh, I was Miko, and uh, and I remember saying to him, "Oh, Miko, you know how bad was my shaking up there?" And he literally looks at me and he's like, "I didn't even notice it." Now, this was a really insightful moment for me when I reflect on it because early on in that journey of learning how to speak, I thought that the audience noticed everything about you. But what was fascinating was that he didn't even notice that I was shaking. And so as we get into this conversation about overcoming the fear of speaking, whether it's speaking on a virtual stage, like a webinar or a virtual event or a live event, like a workshop or a keynote, I want to talk to you about some strategies, some really practical strategies that you can use to overcome this fear. Now, when it comes down to public speaking, here are some of the challenges. First of all, obviously, you have this, this overwhelming fear that comes up sometimes. I know for me, coming into a webinar, especially when I was first starting, I would feel really overwhelmed. My first presentation I ever did as a coach, which actually changed my life, I remember walking around the uh, neighborhood every single morning, just like talking to myself, having conversations with my wife. She's like just helping me mentally get, get over the fear of what I was about to do because I'd never spoken professionally before. Even though it was for free, I'd never spoken as a coach before. And so I remember that overwhelming, almost paralyzing fear that comes up. Now, some of you might have had bad experiences in the past. And I think it's very normal for most people when I speak with my, with my clients, uh, my, with my students, uh, a lot of them will say, yeah, I had a really bad experience. Like maybe they freaked out or they got overwhelmed or their body just reacted in a certain way to being in front of an audience. And so all of us or many of us have had those experiences. Maybe you've had those experiences before. And another thing I think a lot of the time is our parents didn't really prioritize this skill. I know for me growing up, you know, public speaking, learning how to speak in public was not really one of the skills that was prioritized. Now, my parents did a great job at, you know, making sure that I was focused on school and, and I did a lot of surfing as well outside of that. But, but just, you know, like doing the regular stuff, like learning the school stuff, learning how to do math, learning how to do science, like doing all those sort of things. But what's fascinating was that, I, and this is the case for most people, is, is like, their parents or their mentors in their life didn't really um, get them to focus on this skill. And so I think the opportunity is this, when it comes to learning the art of speaking, speaking is one of the highest paid skills in the world. You know, I, I know for me, when I, uh, you know, when I was speaking, uh, when I was traveling speaking, should I say, like I used to do, I used to be a professional speaker, right? For about, probably about seven years, eight years, I would travel around 
It was mainly Asia Pacific area because I was living in Australia at the time. But I would travel around and get paid to speak, usually anywhere between ten to fifteen thousand dollars for a forty-five minute presentation, right? And I don't know many sort of jobs or things you can do where you can earn ten to fifteen thousand dollars in a forty-five minute period, right? Now, obviously, there's so much more to it, like there's the preparation you do, all that sort of thing. But but what's incredible, you know, if you grow and develop in this skill, it is literally one of the highest-paid skills in the world. Now. Even if you don't want to get paid to speak, which for me, I kind of went away from that model. And now I really teach people how to more run their own virtual events or webinars or live events and speak and then make an offer or speak at other people's events and make what I call a soft sell offer. And so for me, because what I found was that getting paid to speak was one thing. And, you know, you know, at the highest level, you've got celebrity people, they're getting paid, you know, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars to do a presentation. But for us mere mortals, you know, a lot of the time that's kind of out of the zone of what we're heading for. And so for me, what I learned was that I could if I if I didn't if I didn't get paid to speak, I could actually um transition it into more making an offer or soft sell, and that would lead to fifty, a hundred, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of work from one speaking engagement or from one webinar. And so what I found was that learning this art of speaking and communicating on a stage was the greatest promotional skill that I, I'd learned. In fact, I met so many coaches who were really good at what they did. Like they had, they were phenomenal at maybe NLP or different therapies, or they knew how to break beliefs and all that sort of stuff but they didn't know how to communicate the value of what they did. And so even good, even though they're good at what they do, they're, they're kind of like a coach in the desert, right? They know how to help people, but there's like no one around. And that's what I don't want you to be, right? I don't want you to be a coach in the desert. And so what's fascinating is if you look at all of the market leaders out there, like, you know, the big names in this industry, wouldn't you agree that all of them are speaking on some sort of stage, right? They're using webinars, they're using promotions, they're using three or four, you know, um, you know, vehicles where they're speaking on a presentation to their audience. Now, what most people misunderstand is that they think that they have those opportunities to speak or they're, they're running those opportunities or they're running those presentations because they are a market leader. But the opposite is true. The truth is that they became a market leader because they put a stake in the ground and said, I am going to lead in my industry. And one of the easiest ways to do that, to declare yourself as a leader, is to present, is to present your ideas. Does that make sense? So it's actually in the decision of going after it, of putting that stake in the ground, whether it's a video, whether it's a live or, you know, like a Facebook live, whether it's an, a LinkedIn live, they're doing LinkedIn uh, lives now, whether it's, you know, getting on a, on, a on a stage or running your own event, whatever it is, putting that stake in the ground, that actually sets you up to be a market leader. Does that make sense? And so don't get it mixed up. Don't think that, oh yeah, they're getting all these opportunities or they, they're doing these things because they are a market leader. No, they did those things, which led them to be a market leader. So Let's talk about some of these nuances because when you think about it, first of all, I want you to understand um, that 
if you do this well, have you ever been in a, maybe in a presentation where you've been listening to a speaker and you, you, you like get disengaged with them, right? You kind of get disengaged, you go off, you're not really enjoying it compared to another speaker where you're just completely enthralled and you almost feel this unconscious desire to want to learn from them, to want to be like them. Like you feel that, that, that drive within you to want to move forward and want to work with them. That's what I want you to help. That's what I want you to understand how to do. And so I want to take you through in this podcast episode, three things that I think make the biggest difference in growing in your confidence when it comes to speaking on a stage. The first thing is this. The first thing is that number one is you have to decide that you want it. Now, before you kind of go off and think, oh, you, Colin, I already know that I want it. No, 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 no. What I find that most people do is that they say they want to develop a skill or they say they want to get better at sales or at speaking or whatever it is, but their life doesn't align with it. It's kind of like, um, yeah, I've heard that example of saying like people say, oh yeah, I'm really generous. And you say, okay, cool. Like let's pull out your, your statement of your bank, uh, bank account over the last month or two months or three months. How much money have you given to other people? You know, if we're talking financial generosity, right? And so it's one thing to say that you're one thing, but it's a whole nother thing to be that actual thing, right? And so you might have said in the past, like, yeah, I really want to get good at this speaking thing. Like, I know that running a webinar or doing promotions like that or, or you know, getting good at speaking is, is a skill that's going to help me to grow my business. But it hasn't got to that tipping point of where you've really gone after it. And there's two things that I think you need to understand to move past that tipping point. The first thing is alignment. And this is this question of, does what you want align with your mission, your purpose of what you want to do? And so I've got a few questions that will help you to understand that. The first question is this, do you have a message that you want to bring to the world? Do you have a message that you want to bring to the world? Right? And, and you want to be thinking, if it's no, then it's going to be out of alignment. If it's yes, it's going to be in alignment. Second question, do you have a passion for helping and equipping other people? Is that a yes or a no? And would you like to make more money doing your passion uh, as your business or as your career? Is it a yes or a no? If it's a yes to these questions, you've got alignment. Like the skill set, the thing that we're talking about, this idea of becoming more confident, speaking and presenting is in alignment. So that's the first thing is like it's in alignment. But the second thing is understanding the true benefits of learning how to speak effectively. So number one, and this is what, I want, this is what most people don't get, and, we, and I alluded to it at the start of the episode, is that standing on a stage declares to the world that you are an expert, you are a leader, you are someone to be followed. And what most people don't understand in the coaching industry, expert industry, is that you have to decide to be a leader and physically, actively do those things and show the market who you are before the market responds to you. In other words, the market is responding to you exactly how you're teaching it to respond to you. So you might be saying, 
oh, Colin, I'm not getting enough sales or I'm not getting much engagement in my social media or on my videos or whatever it is. You are teaching the market how to respond to you. And if the market isn't responding to you in a certain way, that's because you're not showing up in a certain way. Does that make sense? And so when you learn this skill, the benefit is that just running a webinar, just declaring to the world that you are a speaker, you are actually saying to the marketplace that I am a leader. This is what I do. Now, you can have great expertise. You can be really good at what you do. But if you can't communicate the value of that expertise, then people won't want to buy from you. In other words, you can have a skill set that is 10 out of 10, like incredible, right? At your coaching or at your methodologies of what you do. But if your communication abilities is at a two out of 10, what do you think the audience will will rate your expertise at? Like from an outsider perspective, because you got to think about it, this is before they've actually worked with you, right? They're going to rate it at a two, right? Because just because you're good at what you do, if you can't communicate what you do in a powerful way that creates desire for the audience, then they're not going to understand how good you are at what you do. I'll tell you an example of this. And it's kind of a, it's a funny example because it's back in the day when I used to work, um, you know, as an employee and uh, I was, I left one job and I was actually in a marketing role. It was in a role that really was not in alignment with my skill set. Like it was a very technical role. And I didn't realize that at the time, you know, it was my first job out of college. And, you know, if I think about it, I would rate myself in that job probably like a two out of 10. <laughs> like I didn't, I, I wasn't very good at it, right? And so I, I quit that job because I thought if I don't quit this, I'm going to get fired for sure. And I started to go for job interviews. And I remember I landed every single job interview I went to, to the point that I remember I, I was, I, there were jobs, like I was saying no to jobs. Now you might say, Colin, that's great. But here's, here's, the, here's the kicker. I ended up landing a job that, that was essentially a training role. Like it was a, it was a learning development role. I landed this job. And the first project that I, I needed to work on was implementing a system which is called SAP. SAP is one of the biggest kind of software systems in the world. They run a lot of, you know, retail, it's like retail software, right? SAP, it's huge. And I remember coming into this job thinking, I don't really know how to do SAP, but I'm coming in as a trainer. Well, my first, my first project in this business was to teach SAP to all the employees of the company. There was about 500 employees in the company. So, so I came in. Now, I'm, I'm happy to roll up my sleeves and do the work. But, but what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that because I could communicate effectively in these interviews, even though I didn't, I wasn't really skilled enough to teach what I was about to teach, I ended up getting the job. Now, when I got into it, I worked my butt off to understand what SAP was, all that sort of stuff. And I remember they had actual SAP trainers come in who were probably paid about 10 times what I was getting paid at the time. And they came in, they did trainings, I did trainings. And I do have to say, 
I've got I've got to give myself a hat tip here. Um, I ended up being the highest rated trainer out of there was about six SAP trainers and me, I'd never trained SAP before. I ended up being the highest rated trainer. Now, did I have the highest skill set in SAP? Not at all, right? I would say that I was not an expert. In fact, I was probably like two or three lessons beyond everyone else who was who was sitting in the workshop with me when I was teaching them. But what I could do was communicate clearly. What I could do was communicate in a way that was simple, in a way that people could understand, in a way that people had a desire to want to learn what I was teaching. And so the secret here is, yes, be good at what you do. So don't hear what I'm not saying, right? I'm not saying, you know, don't worry about being good at what you do. You have to be good at what you do because that creates sustainability. I've been in this industry for almost 15 years now which is crazy. I've been, in, I've been as an expert for over 14 years, right? You don't do 14 years in this expert business without being good at what you do, right? You've, you've got to have good results. But what I'm saying is that you can be really good at what you do, but if you don't know how to communicate that, then, then you're, always going to, you're always going to struggle. And so this comes back, let's come back to this idea of, do you feel now this sense of new, new sense of alignment with the skill of speaking on a stage or speaking on a virtual presentation, doesn't matter what it is. And do you see the benefits for you right now, right? Can you see that? If it's a yes, then I'm going to continue on. I trust it is. Number two. So the first step, the first step is, is this idea of deciding that you actually want it. And it, that is aligning your actions with it, right? The second step is asking what I call confidence questions. Now, I'm going to give you a few in this podcast here, but we're going to go deeper into this, into this uh, training series that we've got coming up, which is selling on virtual and live stages. So make sure you register for that. Um, go and register right now if you haven't, uh, because we're going to go deeper into this content uh, throughout that training. It's going to be super practical. So what you tell yourself impacts how you feel and how you feel impacts how you perform. But when it comes down to it, there's only two things, two things that shift how you feel. Two, two main things I've found with um, speaking that shift how you feel. The first thing is, is the questions you're asking yourself. Now, what do most people ask themselves when they come into a presentation? Most people ask themselves something like this. It's really quite negative. You'll be thinking like this, what will they think of me? You ever ask yourself that? What, what are they going to think of me? Or will my content be good enough? Or will I, will they judge me? Will I look fat? <laughs> will I look too old? Will I look too young? I remember for me, when I was first starting out, that was a big question for me was, will they think I'm too young? I remember the first presentation I got paid for, which was with HP, it ended up being to five and a half thousand of HP's employees. That was my first presentation I ever got paid for, which is a whole nother story. But I was 29 at the time, 29 at the time. And I remember I look back at the old videos of me and I'm like, I literally look like a little kid speaking in front of this audience. I was like one of the youngest people in the room and I'm the speaker. Now, I did ask myself those dumb questions like, will I look too young? But I was also able to turn it around. And these are some of the lessons that I've learned. 
which built what I call confidence-based questions. So let me give you a few right now. So this is going to help you to reprogram your thinking. And here's a confidence-based question. How can I contribute to this audience and help them grow? Just how can I contribute and serve this audience? Or how can I help this audience grow? That's a great question. As soon as you start asking yourself that question, you're going to start feeling better about your presentation. Another question, what's great about doing this? What's great about doing this? Another one is, how can I serve people? at a greater level. How is this about serving people, right? I know for me, when I come into any presentation, when I come into this, this training series that we've got coming up, I'm thinking about, even when I'm preparing for these podcasts, I'm thinking about what are you going through? I'm thinking about the challenges you're facing, the opportunities you have. I'm, I'm getting myself out of myself and into your world. And when I do that, my whole energy changes around the content and the confidence that I bring to my communication because my focus gets off myself and gets onto you. So this shift of questions changes everything when you think about coming into your presentation in a more confident way. Another question, what, what's helpful about my content? Like, let's just think, about at the base level, what's helpful about what I do, right? And so often people think they come into a presentation and you, it's almost like you think the audience knows what you're supposed to say, right? So if you say the wrong thing, you, you think in your mind, oh no, I got it wrong. The audience doesn't know you got it wrong. They don't have a clue what you're supposed to say. So who's judging who there? It's not the audience judging you, it's you judging yourself thinking that the audience is judging that you got it wrong, right? And so what you have to get is that, is that the audience doesn't know what you're supposed to say. And so as long as you're focused on the audience and you've got a clear content structure, uh, which is what we're going to be diving deep into in the workshop series, it, you've got a clear content structure, then you're going to do great. Like you're going to do absolutely fantastic. So the second secret is to ask confidence-based questions. And there's a few of you, there's a few questions that you can, you can ask yourself. The third thing that I think you can do that makes a big difference is understand that your focus creates your feelings. Now, one way to change your focus is to ask a different question. So already started this, this process. But the second thing is to just simply shift your focus from focusing on self to focus on service. That's the distinction here. So instead of going, what will they think of me? Right, the question, the focus, if you focus on yourself, you will instantly, and I mean like instantly, there's an unconscious visceral reaction that happens in your body. When you focus on yourself, you're gonna feel overwhelmed, you're gonna feel fear, you're going to feel unsure, uncertain. All of those flavors of the emotion are going to come out. When you focus on service, on contribution, on helping, on serving, when you do that, all of a sudden, you feel grateful. You feel like you can make a difference. You feel like you, uh, you just feel so much more confident. And people, people you, would have, you would have experienced this when you've spoken before and at the start, you were really nervous and maybe like three to five minutes into the presentation, you, you actually naturally shifted your focus from yourself onto 
communicating and talking to the audience. And so a lot of the time this transition happens naturally, but I don't think you should do it naturally. I think you should do it consciously. And so coming into your next webinar or your next presentation, or maybe you just you just decide you want to run one. I'm the biggest fan of going, going to your audience and saying, hey, I'm going to run a workshop on this particular topic. Would you like to attend? Right. That's what we teach in Sell from Stage Academy is declare to the world, I'm going to run a workshop on this topic. Whether you get 10 people there, 50 people, 100 people, it doesn't matter. It's about declaring to the world and something happens within you when you do that. And so there is there are there are actually six levels of focuses that you have to understand in order to go to just a whole nother level in your persuasive communication. And the bottom level, the bottom level is self. The top level is service. And so there are there are a whole bunch of levels in between, but I want you to understand these are these two extreme distinctions. The the lowest level is focused on self. And the top level is focused on service. It's on contribution. It's on making a difference, right? Now, I'm going to go through the six levels. There's actually the first part of training one in this training series. So make sure to go and register for it, colinboyd.co forward slash stages. And you can go and register for that. It's completely free. Um, I think you're going to really enjoy it. So let's do a quick review of what we talked about in overcoming the fear of public speaking becoming more confident in your message. Number one, first of all, decide that you want it, right? And I don't mean, I don't mean just metaphorically, I mean action-based. Understand that, is it in alignment with your message and what you want to do? And, and really embracing the benefits of doing that. And that will create a lot more motivation for you to move forward. Number two, ask confidence-based questions. Change the way that you're asking questions and everything will change how you feel about your presentation. And number three is understand your focus determines your feelings. And so rather than focused on self, catch yourself when you're focused on yourself and start focusing on service. This can be used right away. Like if you're filming content, if you're writing content, writing emails, like anything that you're doing, even if you don't have a presentation coming up yet, just Changing your focus from self onto service will make the biggest difference. And like I said, we have got our training series coming up. I'm really excited about it. Uh, whenever we run this training series, uh, it is it's a big event, and we're gonna I'm gonna be engaging with thousands of you in this training series. And really, my goal is to unlock confidence for you to create content that is clear that's compelling and converts clients like crazy, right? That's my goal. So come and register. It's completely free. I did mention that there will be a VIP stream. So if you already listen to the podcast, you're already maybe enjoying how I teach, what I teach, and you already know you're pretty serious about this, like you know you want it, and that alignment piece really, really connected with you. Register for the VIP series because that's where I'll be able to interact with you uh, and answer your questions specifically, right? I'm going to be answering questions throughout all the trainings, but the VIP is a really small group and that's where I'm going to be able to answer all the questions, make sure you're looked after in that way um, side of things. So I'm looking forward to helping you guys, serving you all, and uh, we'll talk to you really soon on the Expert Edge. 
Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.